This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to To Be The Man, and we couldn't do it without the multiple-time Hall of Famer and the man that the entire wrestling world is talking about this week, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Rick, how are you, man? Good. Good morning. Five days. Five days. It's going to be here before we know it. This yep. Sunday, live on pay-per-view, July 31st from Municipal Auditorium. Tickets are still on sale. There's still a handful available at rickflareslastmatch.com. But if you can't be in Nashville, we encourage you to join all the festivities. Rick is going to be roasted by some of his very best friends this Friday night, live on pay-per-view. It's the roast of Rick Flair. And of course, you can order all of the festivities on fight. We have all the information. You can just click a link at rickflareslastmatch.com. The very next day, though, we get the horsemen back together. One last ride for the horsemen. Folks thought this would never happen but we're getting the crew back together. Tony Schiavone is going to hold court with Lex Luger, with Barry Windham, with Arn Anderson, with Tully Blanchard, with JJ Dillon. And of course, with the master of ceremonies, Mr. Ric Flair. But on Sunday night, I can't believe this is real. Jim Crockett promotions comes back one last time for Ric Flair's last match. And with that in mind, let's bring in our other guest today. One of the founders. Here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Crockett, David, how are you, man? Conrad, I am wonderful, and I am excited. Like you said, five more days, Rick. Five more days. I know. A lot of history. It's going to be fantastic. I can't believe we're finally here. Uh, as everybody is listening to this, they have seen episode three of the, uh, I guess, critically acclaimed docuseries, The Last Match. Uh, one, two, and three are posted live for your enjoyment right now over at rickflareslastmatch.com. We'll start with you first, Mr. Crockett. You've had a minute to, uh, to see all three episodes, roughly an hour or so. Um, what'd you think of the series? And more importantly, what do you expect on Sunday night? The series is awesome. It's award-winning as far as the production of it. Uh, as I said before, it definitely has gotten out of hand, uh, that in the ring, that is where it's got has to happen. Uh, and Mr. Jarrett and his comments and slights about Jim Crockett promotions, Jeff, have you looked on the marquee and who you're wrestling for Jim Crockett promotions? So who's going to have the last laugh? Well, not only that, while he's running his mouth, he forgets who's signing his check. That would be you. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll say JCP. It won't be uh Jared enterprises. 
<laughs> or his daddy. <laughs> well, you know, you, you look at Jeff and he's the son of a, a very famous promoter wrestler. Mm -hmm. And in some ways you might say he's a wannabe, you know, he wants to be bigger than his dad. Oh, and to, yes, he's been in wrestling. He has, uh, promoted wrestling, but I look at it. He hasn't used his money. He's always used somebody else's money, but not his money. Now think about that. You know, we have always used our money. Well, there's a lot of money on the line this weekend, of course. It's going to be I, I spent a lot of your money in the 80s. When I got a check in 1978 for Christmas week for $8,000 and Ricky Steamboat wanted to quit the next day, I called Steamboat and said, are you out of your goddamn mind? We just got made $8,000. This is back in 78. That's a lot of money. So, yeah, here to be back here again is really thrilling for me. So, Rick, you've uh, you've had a chance to see all three episodes of the docu series that's available right now at RickFlairsLastMatch.com. Episode one sort of laid out the why. We got to uh, hear from some of the talking heads throughout your life, especially back in the good old Crockett days. We even heard from your first wife, who showed off that gold razor blade, which was just phenomenal. And how does she have that? And I don't. You know, all these ex it's gold, it's gold. That's, <laughs> and, she took and, it. Every, every one of my ex-wives has got some of my shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> How about that? It's taking it's you not, a long time to it's, learn. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, episode two is where the volume got turned up, Rick. And now episode three just aired this past week. We heard Jeff Jarrett try to justify what happened in that parking lot. And, um, I'm just curious, what do you think of the series and, and, and what do you think Jeff's chances are this Sunday? Well, for, I thought the series has been great. It was it's emotional for me, especially the first episode, mm -hmm. but, um, it's accurate. So sometimes the accuracy and honesty hurts, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm thrilled to be part of it. Um. It's basically my life story in a capsule, at least for the last 20 years. Um, but, um, I, I mean, I, I, I say that just to be honest, I think it's a 50, 50 deal right now. I know they'll have to kill me. I'm not sure he's prepared to, to, to I don't think he's prepared to, I, in fact, I know he's not prepared to, um, to believe the ring dead i am <laughs> well we're not doing that no, no 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 i don't mean that i mean i don't mean literally but they'll have to destroy me to keep me from winning and and i don't think anybody understands how tough andrade is he's an old he's a take no shit cowboy guys you don't get it when i went to the wedding down there and saw where he grew up and it's a tough fucking town durango texas durango mexico and he grew up on the streets, a tough kid. I mean, self-made man. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know that, and this, this is not derogatory, just being honest. Cause we've all been in a situation in life where they've been intimidated. If I were lethal and I was Jared, I'd, I'd be, I'd be afraid of Andrade. 
I'm glad you said that because I feel like, you know, and, and, and for a variety of reasons, you know, this story is, is obviously always been about your last match. And then Jeff tried to make it about himself and, and inserted himself. And we really didn't see much of Andrade until episode three. And I'm sure there's some old school fans who are listening to this podcast or seeing our, our podcast video here, and they might not be familiar with who Andrade is. But boy, Jeff Jarrett really discounted him on last week's episode Ooh, of my world. That's, that's what I'm saying. Steve, uh, Steve Kaufman, our producer here, producer, Steve, he's got a clip of Jeff Jarrett talking about Andrade. Yeah. Let's go ahead and let you guys take a listen good, to that good, clip. Good, good, good luck with that. And then I'll let you respond, Rick. Here we go. I'm glad that I did now. You know, you're double nickels. You ain't what you used to be. <laughs> Andrade is going to go upside that head. Oh God. That's listen. Look at my history in Lucha Libre. Andrade is a dime a dozen, my friend. Oh, really? I, 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 literally, there's 15, 20 that I've faced over the years. Latin lover, psycho clown, uh, Rey Mysterio, Dr. Wagner. Literally, one after another after another. Go look up on YouTube my AAA success. Andrade... I mean, if he ain't a curtain jerker, I don't know who is. Yeah. Yeah. Give me those big eyes. Okay. L literally. Okay. If he wasn't married to who oh, he's no. married to. I don't even want to hear that. Oh, good. Are God. you serious? The I son of a promoter? Let's run around and ask all those old Memphis guys. By the way, where's your daddy's promotion these days? Yeah. And weren't you the WCW champ when they went under? You were one of those top guys. No. no. Of course not, because they figured out that shit wasn't working. Okay, yeah. We'll get into the last dying days of WCW. When Ric Flair walks to the ring in loafers and street clothes, you talk about backing up to the pay window and taking a check. The last pay-per-view, me and Flair against Dusty and Dustin. And Flair, his big ego completely out of control, he can't put on boots and tights. And now here we are 20 something years later and he wants to go out. Yeah. He's going to go out. All right. It's, it's, it's kind of cute that you're critical of him now, after you've been on this podcast for a year and a half saying, Oh, I was a horseman. I was a horseman. Oh, that's BS. Well, I played along with y'all silliness. I mean, how much longer do we go on with Los Cuatro's Caballeros and this and that playing around with silly games? I guess the game's in so funny in that parking lot when Rick's screaming like a, uh, on his back, like a turtle. And then, then all of a sudden that's Conrad. Go back and watch. He slided me at the press conference and backstage. You heard him. Oh, I got two tickets here. I got two tickets here. He couldn't wait to get on stage to do that. He couldn't wait to get out there with Mike Keith and hey, yeah, drawing money in Nashville. Here's two tickets for you and your old man. I'll teach you guys how to draw money. Are you kidding me, Conrad? It's one thing to do it backstage and have fun with it. He, he goes and has Silva make up these two tickets. Come on, dude. Do you, do you really think that was right? Seriously. Now, and just answer that. Let, let's, let's, let's answer, right. answer that. So you're saying if somebody slides you, it's okay to stab them in the head. I just want to make sure it's one thing to, to piggyback his success, dream to wear his belt and be in his faction and steal his finishing move and his strut. And... So there you go. A little bit of, uh, 
Jeff trying to defend, defend uh, his actions. And well, the sure first thing I want to know is what are those three phony belts in the background? I never noticed them. <laughs> He's never the NWA champion. He never wrestled Harley Race for an hour. He never wrestled Brody for an hour. He never wrestled Hanson for an hour. He never wrestled Jumbo Saruto for an hour. I don't think he's ever wrestled for an hour. That Mickey Mouse promotion his dad ran, who in the hell? They could, didn't have enough money to bring me in from the Crockett promotions. <laughs> what a joke. Well, uh, in that same episode, I reminded him that the only way he became the NWA champion is not because there was a meeting at the convention and the board voted. He had to make sure that he owned the promotion and then he made himself champion. I but mean, who, but, yeah. but who, who was the NWA champion he beat for it? Uh, probably like Mike Rapata. Oh, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. He, he didn't beat Harley Race. I could tell you that. Harley, Harley Race would have gone like this. Jeff Jarrett, who? You mean the kid of that shit promoter in Nashville? Put him over? I don't think so. <laughs> Can you imagine Jarrett in a ring with Bruiser Brody for an hour and a cage at Japanese TV? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Jarrett family and their promotion and all that with Mr. Crockett in a moment. But first, Rick, when you hear, you know what Andrade has done. And let's not forget, it wasn't that long ago. Triple Mania, which, by the way, if you're not a, a hardcore wrestling fan, you may not be familiar that. Triple A is kind of like the WWE of Spanish speaking countries. They are yeah. the biggest promotion by far. And instead of a WrestleMania, they have a triple mania. And it wasn't that long ago. There was a triple mania with Kenny Omega defending his mega championship against Andrade. And at the time, boy, everybody thought Kenny Omega was the very best wrestler in the world. And he found out all there was about Andrade that day. And you were there. Yeah, that it was spectacular. Uh, the idea that, that Jeff would come out here and say that Andrade's a dime or dozen and a curtain jerker, whatever the heck that means, your response. My response is at, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know for a fact, but I'm sure Ashley will be in the vicinity. And just because every man likes to show off in front of their wife, uh, <laughs> I guarantee you, Andrade will not disappoint. He'll get the pep talk from hell from Ashley. And you and I both know what that means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we both heard that. <laughs> or Charlotte, rather. Andrade, don't fail me now, pal. <laughs> I don't. I, he, I talked to him on the phone. He, he can't wait. There ain't nothing wrong with him. I don't know where Tony Khan came up with this bullshit about his foot and all that, but. He's running like a, he's working out like a fool. Yeah. Everybody is, uh, is ready for this one. Everybody's yeah. ready to uh, pull out the big guns. Uh, Mr. Crockett, I, I, I want your take every uh, day, every day that Jared's on TV or dicking around over there in Orlando at NXT or whatever he does is another day of training that I'm getting in. I'm, I'm, uh, 21 years older than him. I think. Right. I think you're, uh, 18 years older. What is Jeff? 51? Well, just 55. Yeah. He looked at on TV the other day. God, oh. he looked, he looked older than me. So I don't know. 
<laughs> and I have that in plastic surgery. Oh, a lot of other surgery, but no plastic. <laughs> so, Mr. Crockett, you were there in the uh, the dying days of WCW. Uh, yes. You see Jeff Jarrett up close, and he had some, some interactions with Rick. What was your impression of Jeff Jarrett, the performer? Jeff Jarrett in WCW, and really Jeff Jarrett in general, he has to use a guitar, a gimmick, to get over. Think about it. You know, Rick uses his physical ability and his mind. Jeff Jarrett always has the toys to use in the ring. He puts powder in the guitar so it looks like it's exploding. Oh, it's just so uh, showman. Yeah, he's got the little big man complex. He's a small man that wants to be like the big man, Ric Flair. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Right. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If someone relies on you financially, your spouse, your child, anyone, life insurance gives you the peace of mind that they'll have a financial cushion if something ever happens to you. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Goliath Life helps make sure you're not paying a penny more than you have to for the life insurance coverage you need to protect those you love. At GoliathLife.com, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. The process is fast and easy with no hidden fees, upsells, or hassles. Goliath Life is your one-stop shop to find the life insurance you need at the right price. Head to GoliathLife.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's GoliathLife.com. Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com. Listen, let's just get ready. Jeff's a hell of a performer. Yes. We're, we're all just having fun here, knocking each other. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm never going to take away from the fact that Jeff is a hell of a performer. I think he's really good, and I think he was. And uh, once again, I don't know what kind of shape he's kept himself in. He looks great. I saw him without a shirt when we were in Nashville. But you know, it's not just um, it's not just the because uh, I, I I'm a cosmetic nightmare. He's not, uh, but I know what I've got inside, and I know that I've trained hard. And the only time that I've really felt good about myself, I finally yesterday 
after doing that uh, 9,700 kilometers in 20 minutes, I knew I was ready. And I looked at Rob and he said, you're ready. So now it's just getting everything together and, um, you know, get getting to it. And seeing Conrad tomorrow night, I can't wait. I mean, I'm so, I charter, told you I chartered, man. I'm coming in. I'm coming in to, on a charter and going out on a charter. <laughs> I love it. So let's, um, let's touch on something you said there, Mr. Crockett, where you felt like, you know, Jeff Jarrett wanted to be like Ric Flair. I actually held him to account and said that his career was based on Ric Flair. And I think producer Steve actually has that clip for us ready to review right now. It's one thing to, to piggyback his success, dream to wear his belt and be in his faction and steal his finishing move and his strut. And you just oh, I, your- I forgot he, 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 he patented the strut, he, which he didn't, which is a joke. How he shuffles Jackie Fargo made your boy, buddy Rogers or the original strutters. And so Rick owns the figure four. No, I'm just saying you're a great value. Rick flair with your blonde hair and your figure four and your struts. Conrad, you're digging, pal. You look, really- look behind you. Two of the three of those belts are synonymous with Ric Flair. No, they're not synonymous. Yes, they are. What? Yeah, buddy. And- okay, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, pal. You are absolutely drinking the Kool-Aid. You, you don't think that the, the domed globe and the big gold belt, those two belts behind you are synonymous with Ric Flair? His name is attached to them. They're not synonymous. Dory Funk, Briscoe, do I, Harley Race. Jeff Jarrett, come on now. Which one of these is not like the other? No, hey, I'm talking about the NWA belt. Yeah. Rick was one of many good to great champions. And he managed to be one of those great champions without having to own the promotion in order to get the belt. Oh, here we go, Conrad. Yeah. Yeah. What what happened when you were doing the podcast and saying, hey, yeah, uh, the only guy who I knew would show up because we weren't financially able to put guys to long-term deals. What happened to that statement? Well, no, that's factual. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. And then we want to talk about the, the big, big gold one. Yeah. The one that Rick took up to WWE. Yes. Oh, okay. That's yeah. And Crockett sits on the back of the bus and saying, yeah, we didn't get to end the right way. Well, no kidding, you moron. Jeff, I love you. I, I love you. I love it. But you're going to get the shit beat out of you. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. But, you know, again, you know, guess who signs the chance? Hey, I, I got a good one for you, Dave. I'm going to wear a blade on my right fan and my left. One for me and one for Jeff in case he don't have one. It's no fun getting cut by somebody else. Trust me. <laughs> I know that because I had to do Art Nelson yeah. one time. Art, hey, Art, Art taught me how to make one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> The last guy I cut was Goldberg, and I put 18 stitches on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hyperventilating. I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> you would hit Jeff. I hit a gusher. Yeah, I've got, I've got to talk about Jeff again. You know, I, yeah. I listen to him. He always has these barbs or comments that he's trying to irritate you. 
He's trying to get you off kilter. No, but Dave, Dave, again, Dave, Dave, I, Dave, when they're talking about you, you're doing something good. Haven't you learned that? Well, and I look at it, he's lost control. If he has to, to find someone to belittle, you know, or try to belittle, well, then inwardly, he's not there. That confidence is not there. So, Jeff, suck it up. You know, you and Jay, you know, I, they're going to respect you, but it, it, I hate to say this, Mr. Crockett, but he doesn't respect you. Uh, just earlier this week, yesterday, uh, as people I am so sorry on my world, he said, and we've got a clip here. Producer Steve's got it from this week's episode of my world. He called you sad and pathetic. Let's play that clip. They put themselves out of business and, 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 and to me, when I see David Crockett sitting on the back of that boat and he's sitting there and he's still sucking Rick's ass and he's, he's like, man, we want to go out. It, it, it's, it's kind of sad and pathetic and like they're doing this one rah, rah, rah. And it's like, David, have we not seen this song and dance before? And Rick using the Crockett brand, Rick using Conrad, Rick using everybody he he possibly could. And look, put me in line at uh, the press conference, Rick Flair Day, the Flair Grounds, the mayor's office, Mike Keith, literally and figuratively rolled out the red carpet for him for the press conference. And a lot of groundwork before that, setting up the event and he he literally gave me he mentioned my father when he's flat of his back on a turtle like he brought up my father first i never liked your old man i mean that's kind of the essence of what we're dealing with and it's pathetic to see crockett hanging on so there you go mr crockett jeff jarrett saying david crockett is sad and pathetic your thoughts? Yes, it's, it's to me, I look at, I'm a promoter. All right. So my job is to get the matches signed and the event booked and the performers there on time to wrestle. If I have to grovel, like, I don't care. You know, my job is done. The contract is signed. He is getting in the ring. He and Jay, right? Yep. So he can say whatever he wants. You know, I look at it this way. Jeff, you're the sucker. Not me. I, I, I appreciate you, but you signed the damn contract. You know, so if you bitching so much and dislike me so much. Oh, you poor child. Really? I, 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 I. I'm hurt. I, I'm really, I'm looking for a tissue. Can I find a tissue? I, I'm sorry. I don't have a tissue. Uh, Jeff, do you have a tissue? You poor thing, Jeff. I am, when I'm there, I, I'll hug you. I'll give you, I'll hug you. And I'll even give you a kiss. Kiss on the cheek. You poor, poor thing. Yes. Uh, Jeff wasn't done, Mr. Crockett. He had another. Oh, I'm sure. 
for you. He uh, he's got diarrhea of the man. Yes. He has a theory of why Jim Crockett Promotions went out of business. Let's uh, let's play that clip, producer Steve. Any uh, final thoughts for your dad before we we let him go? I got a few questions for for Karen that I want to get through here too. You know the the the, the whole. Um, no, I appreciate him jumping on here. I, I, I really do. J- just, I, I guess the, the the big picture of this all is that it this is a business, and um, Conrad's done a wonderful job. Rick Flair's last match, and even down to the URL, RickFlair'sLastMatch.com. But Conrad to me and kind of the disappointing part of all of it was at the end of the day, I think if we could bring Jim Crockett out of the grave and ask him, what was your fatal mistake? I believe and I'll get dad's comments on this. I actually believe J- Jim Jr. would say, I'm out of business and I went out of business because I believed in Ric Flair. I think Rick doesn't have a business bone in his body, doesn't think about others. Um, a lot of hype. I don't want to see Conrad get sucked up into that Ric Flair tunnel, and I see it happening. Dad, would you say, and I mean, look, you've been in business, real estate, uh, wrestling, car dealerships, buying and selling RAN, road water, just all that kind of stuff. What what would you say to the point that do you think Flair put? There you go. I'm out of business because I believed Rick Flair. What do you think of that, Rick? <laughs> I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> them going out of business certainly didn't have anything to do with me. Did David? Let, I, let me. Let me. No, let no, me, David. No, no, I yeah, know. I've got it. What, I've got what, it. No, we don't. We don't want to talk about people that aren't here, but. Correct. No, let me, we were in business. No, it was the golden age of wrestling because of Ric Flair. I'm not even taking credit for that. I'm just going to say without talking about anybody who's in the grave now, David and I were doing just great in Charlotte when Jimmy and Dusty took the company to Dallas. That's and bought Phil Watts territory that they already owned. And that's the guy's honest truth. And what would Jerry Jarrett know about promoting wrestling in one town? That's not a promotion. That's a one horse pony. <laughs> and 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 the, and and the one that's really the easy home run. Why would Jeff Jarrett get involved with a chicken shit show like this if it wasn't making him more relevant than anything he's ever done in his entire career? Jeff that will, is very true. Jeff will be more famous on Sunday night, win, lose, or draw, than he's ever been 
during Hall of Fame inductions, NWA, what they call NWA phony title runs, the whole thing, he will be more relevant. It's getting more attention now. Um, and, um, this, 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 this will probably be, I, I think when, by the time it's all done and I hope that when it's over, no matter whether we're in the hospital or not, we can shake hands. I think this could possibly be the biggest last two raw for both Jeff and I, but I'm, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to the hospital. I don't know if he is. He's got young kids and everything else. I don't. And that's just the way I feel about it. And you guys know me. The guy, the guys he's talking about, the Briscoes and the Funks and them, he never wrestled them. He wouldn't know anything about them. I wrestled them for a living for an hour every night. So he's talking about people he never wrestled. He never wrestled Harley Race. Google it. He never wrestled Jack Briscoe, Terry, or Dory Funk. And you just mentioned the game of the guy who won the title. Well, I don't know who the guy is. And I'm a wrestler. Pretty well known. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think I am anyway. <laughs> you know, for Jeff and his dad to have to bring up Jim Crockett promotions. Desperate. To talk about, you know, come on. Uh, what, they want me to put on tights and get in the ring? Yeah, it's, they're just trying Dave, Dave, to find Dave, excuses Dave, Dave, for Dave, this Dave, and that. Dave, Dave, don't even justify it. They're, 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 they're getting the biggest rub of their life, both of them. Small people, small people. Biggest rub of their entire life. Speaking of rubs, uh, let me tell you, Car Shield is getting the rub from us this week because they are not. I hope so. My, my, my new commercial drops next week. Well, I'll tell you what, they have sponsored the entire weekend. They are a sponsor of StarCast. And this episode is brought to you by Car Shield, who makes it easy and affordable. Protect my car from expensive repairs. Yay, Nick. For starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the United States and offers protection plans for around a hundred bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need repair, you choose the mechanic and CarShield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with paperwork or headaches you're taken care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield also include coast to coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost too. get coverage today and you'll lock in your price now, and it will never go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. CarShield helps protect my wallet from expensive repairs, and they'll do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. Mr. Crockett, they weren't done. As you saw there, we had not only Jerry uh, or Jeff Jarrett, but Jerry Jarrett joining him as well. And uh, he had some thoughts about Jim Crockett promotion. So, producer, what, 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 for what, us. Question, just, thoughts. Just, just sum up the speed. What does Jerry do now? I think Jerry's happily retired. Okay. I didn't he manages, know. Uh, he's, he's collected a, a, a nice little real estate portfolio. And yeah, okay. he, I, I didn't know for sure. I knew it. I knew he was doing real estate. I didn't know whether he, he's not actually promoting or anything like that. No, anymore. sir. He just no. chased grandkids and barbecues yeah. and it was, you know, the golden years. Yeah. Well, good. See, so coming to, see, coming to the matches. Well, you gave him two tickets. I hope so. 
Well, I don't know whether he's bringing them or not. <laughs> <laughs> if I, if I had to guess, uh, there's going to be more than one Jarrett sniffing around municipal auditorium this Sunday. Uh, you know, you know, I, I, I feel bad because you know, little Cody, their little, their beautiful little son. Fantastic young man. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who, guess who, guess who he loves. He loves Jay lethal today. Yeah. He loves me too. I, uh, I'm, I'm coming to see you, Mr. Flair. I, uh, I got to, I got to spend time. I, with I, I don't think Megan and, and, and. And, and, uh, Megan and, uh, Charlotte or Ashley are gonna, are gonna hug Jeff. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, if I was Jeff and Karen, I'd avoid the queen. <laughs> I think that's a safe bet. <laughs> I do feel bad for Cody though, because you know, Cody, uh, Cody loves all you guys and, yeah, and you what know, a he, great guy. What a, that kid is so cute, man. But he's going to have some mixed emotions come Sunday night, I think. Yeah. Well, he'll end up being loyal to his dad. And then I'll have to apologize to him for putting him in the hospital. But, you know, we all have to do what we have to do. Well, Mr. Jarrett, Mr. Jerry Jarrett had some comments about Jim Crockett promotions. Producer Steve's got that queued up for us, David. Let's take a listen. Oh, God, right. Dave. Jerry, I, I'm going to play this. So the Great American Bash, David Allen Coe, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, probably 30 other talent on the card. They ran in 86. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that story, what you remember of it? Because it is 36 years ago. Yeah, well, I have to give you some background. I was promoting Atlanta for Jim Barnett. Jimmy Crockett shows up and doesn't tell me who he is. I don't know him from Adam. I was buddies with his father and have great respect for him then and now. But uh, Jimmy just came, walked up on the stage, and I said, who's that guy over there? One of the rest said, I don't know. I said, well, throw his ass off the stage. He doesn't have any business back here. Well, after they put him out, I found out it was Jimmy Crockett. I said, why in the world didn't he come introduce himself to me? So then now, fast forward, and Eddie Einhorn calls me and says, Vince McMahon is going to go worldwide. Uh, I'd like to get the promoters together in Chicago and figure out a plan. Uh, I've got some money and I'm willing to put in. So 10 or 12 of the active promoters at the time all went to Chicago. Jimmy Crockett was one of them, Bill Watts, Eddie Graham, me. Anyway, we had a match that group decided for me to produce the television. So I produced shows in Memphis and Louisville. We put them on in New York and the Meadowlands was 400 short of a complete sellout. Very successful. I got a call in my hotel from Bill Watts. He said, I'm not going to be there tonight, Jerry. I've decided that uh, I'm going to run against Vince myself. Crockett and Dusty come in to where I'm lining up the matches and says, uh, uh, we want to be straight up with you. We're going to go in business ourselves. So here are two of the main people pull out. 
uh, make a long story short, even in spite of the sellout and the successful ratings, that was the end of the of the venture against Vince McMahon, and everybody knows the rest of the story. So that's the background. But like you said, son, there's no heat. I mean, I thought he was stupid coming in to run against us in Memphis because, you know, what, I mean, we, we knew how to protect our business and our territory and book against them. So it was a one-time in and fading there and lost a lot of money and went out. We did have one successful co-show that drew $54,000 in Memphis. Um, I don't have anything against Jimmy. As a matter of fact, I, I like the Crockett family. Uh, I didn't know them personally, but, you know, from what I knew of them, they were all a good bunch of people. Um, I'm sure that Rick and Dusty got in Jimmy's ear and said, well, if he can draw in Memphis, we can. So anyway, that was a big mistake on their part. But that's the only history I have with them. Any interaction with David or or – no, no, I really didn't. I think David was in the technical end of it, best I remember. But uh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy got enamored with the talent, and they talked him into buying jet airplanes and and uh, wearing a cowboy hat and cowboy boots and <laughs> and. Uh, the rest of the promoters got a little kick out of that. But Watts went under and so did Crockett. So there you go, Mr. Crockett. Um, that's his version of events. When you guys tried to work together, do you, what do you remember? Of, who, 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 who was the biggest figure on that marquee in that event in Chicago? Want to pull that up again? Well, I would guess you had a, th a thing or two to say about that. Oh yeah. I know what went on. I absolutely know what went on. Do they think I forget? I wrestled Lawler in Memphis. We sold out. I wrestled Jerry. Oh, who is that guy on the left? I don't see Jeff there. Hmm. I don't see Jerry there. I see Magnum. I see the Freebirds. I see the road warriors. I don't see anybody working in Memphis territory there. <laughs> so <laughs> I can tell you what happened. We sold out Lexington. We sold out Memphis. We were going to go to the Blue Bonnet Bowl. And uh, not, I'm not going to put it by his name now. They didn't want to do the favor. Then the favor bounced over to Dundee. Dundee said, I won't do it. So they put Coco Beaver in it. We tore the joint down. Well, I, I don't know. He's, I, he's I, right. He's right. Uh, you know, I mean, they try to, they try to, to use our talent as stepping stones. Have you ever heard of a promotion in, in Memphis, Tennessee, or, I mean, or national a promotion that was anything but a scam until this show, unless it was WCW or WWE. So Rick, you consider yeah. the Jarrett promotions 
to be scams? No, I'm saying that's inaccurate information. Yeah. The whole thing. I was there. I put it all over. I was glad to do it. But we we're coming back to the Blue Bonnet Bowl as part of the Great American Bash. They backed out. You can ask Jerry. Ask The best one to ask is Lawler. Lawler and I are very close now. He'll relive it for you. And I'm sure it wasn't Jerry's decision not to put me over it because Jerry and I, we made music. Jerry, I don't know what part of the promotion Jerry owned, but I don't think Jerry uh, called the shots. I think the other Jerry did. And I'm sure they felt, well, there's nothing to gain by having me beat Lawler as the world champion. And there wasn't. It was just a pre-arranged deal. Right, David? That is correct. Now, I look at it. They wanted us to do all the work of pushing the rock up the, up the hill, mm-hmm. and then they take credit for it. Doesn't work that way. Right. Yes, we made mistakes. I'll, I'll agree. Yeah. But, no. The arrogance of, you know. Every promotion in the country at that time was, was when Vince decided to jump on USA, every promotion in the country was scrambling. But the biggest promoter at that time, and it's one of the reasons I got a shot at the title, was Jim Crocker Promotions. The Dallas Territory wasn't as big. The Portland Territory wasn't as big. The Florida Territory wasn't as big. Georgia wasn't as big. You know, we were, you're looking at from South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, all the way up to Baltimore, into Philadelphia, all the way to Chicago. And David and I say this a thousand times. If we had stayed west of the Mississippi, they'd still be in business. We had more talent and we had a better product. Yeah, I'm going to say right now that, you know, he talks about us sucking up to Rick. You want to talk about people sucking up. Look at Mr. Jarrett uh, and his daddy. TBS, everybody was coming on their hands and knees to get their talent on TBS. Because when Vince was coming, we had the only show in town, number one on cable, mm-hmm. number one, everywhere in the U.S., number one. Do you know, do you know all program. the program? Conrad, for, Conrad. For them to say, wait, hold on. We're <laughs> getting pissed off here. You know, for Jerry to say that, you know, I don't know this guy. Well, guess what? You know, who knows you? Uh, you might be known around Memphis and Nashville, but you know, are they going to run up in the airport? Oh, Jerry, 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 oh, please sign off. Not. Hey, uh, I'll tell you another bit of information. Do you know how Vince McMahon made how Vince McMahon made the payoffs for WrestleMania one? Yeah, no. he. Uh, the deal with uh, with the Crockets. The Crockets gave him the money, and he they got back that they got back uh, TBS. Yep. I I don't know I I don't know why Jerry Jared if he had the money didn't buy it. That's right. Yep. That's right, Jerry. You could have done it. Yeah, that's right, Jerry. That was an open ended deal. Only one person had the big bucks. Vince paid the paid the talent with the money from the Crockets. 
And if you could call Vince, I have Vince on the show right now, which might very well happen in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get him to come to Nashville now. <laughs> well, he's welcome. We would love to have him as the special guest enforcer for the, yeah. the event. Oh yeah. I, I want him to roast me. He certainly has a real life enough. <laughs> and he's healed. Don't draw you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> don't ever bring a lawyer to see me. I don't like lawyers. Who are these two jackoffs? <laughs> I started, I started crying and so did the lawyers. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Crockett back then, of course, Rick was your, your top guy. He was your marquee act and everybody knows in Memphis, Jerry Lawler was the king of Memphis. Absolutely. Uh, what, what'd you think of Jerry he, Lawler's act and how did he, he compare to Rick? He still is. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry. is, Jerry is king of Memphis. Yeah. He's yeah. a hell of a worker too. You know, Rick is the world heavyweight champion. Rick is king of the world. Wow. All right. I'll take That's that. it. I mean. Yeah, I'll take like trying well, it's <laughs> like trying to compare apples and oranges. It's it's not gonna work. Yeah, yes, Jerry Lawler is great at what he does. Yes. Ric Flair is the man, as we always say. He is the man. Lawler wanted to wrestle Rick. Everybody wanted to wrestle Rick. We did How many thousands or millions of miles did Jerry travel? You know, all around the country wrestling people. Not that many. Let's, um, he's a great guy, a great announcer. And not I, arguing I, that. I, I, I'm I, not I, arguing I, that. I miss him on TV now. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and hear one more word from Mr. Jerry Jarrett. He uh, was asked his thoughts about Ric Flair. So producer Steve's got a clip queued up. It's Jerry Jarrett on Ric Flair. Let's, let's hear that now. Member of Ric Flair coming down to work in Memphis and work with you. This is going to be good. <laughs> First problem is uh, I have great respect and admiration for Ric Flair's wrestling career. Um. He has a lot of staying power as testimony that he's at his age, still having his last match personally though. And am I right, Jeff, you told me to be totally honest. Yes. Yes. Personally, I have more respect for chipmunk that I've been trying to shoot out in the yard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Rick, is a self-centered, selfish, egotistical person. And uh, I can give you a number of examples. One was uh, I would bring him to Memphis. Uh, He didn't draw anything like Dory Funk or Terry Funk or Luthez or Jack Briscoe. But... um, Eddie Graham, my friend, I guess he appealed to him, but everybody kept calling me saying, why don't you bring Rick back? Well, it was very simple. He didn't draw very much in Memphis and Louisville and Evansville and Lexington. So that was the reason. The other thing was 
he was very difficult to get along with. Uh, I finally yielded and brought him back to Memphis and um, the Saturday before the Memphis, Coco Ware beat Jerry Lawler for the title. So instead of Rick wrestling Lawler, which wouldn't have done any good for our business, uh, he wrestled Coco Ware and Rick hit, went through the roof. He did a little child tantrum in the dressing room. Um, very difficult, very unprofessional. Um, the next incident I can tell you about is that after I came home from WWE when Vince was exonerated, um, I went to, as a consultant for Eric Bischoff. And uh, Eric asked me, he said, I'm having a little problems. Will you come down and and uh, look at the situation and see if you can suggest how to handle it. Well, Eric's office was at the back of the North Tower at CNN. And as I'm walking down the hall, Rick is coming out of what I later found out was the booking room. So we made eye contact. He goes back in, slams the door. I hear chairs thrown against the wall, cursing profanity, uh, Kevin Sullivan and uh, Jimmy Hart, I think, both came out and said, just go on back to Eric's office. Flair is having a fit. I said, why? He said, oh, he thinks you're coming down to take his job. I said, hell, tell him I wouldn't take his job for a million dollars a day. Well, Eric was embarrassed. Um, I ended up saying to him, Eric, I'll head on back to Nashville. And when you get your company under control, call me back and we can have some conversation. So I went back home. That's the Ric Flair that I know. Uh, again, I respect his wrestling career. He drew a lot of money, made great interviews, uh, decent matches, but um, I, I don't ha hold him in very high esteem personally. So there you go. Rick, your thoughts? Well, my first thought is, because once again, I can't wait to Friday night for Bischoff to attempt to roast me. <laughs> Good God. God only knows why he wants to put himself in that position. But I probably didn't say hi to him because I didn't know who he was. And number one, and number two, he could have had that job any day of the week. I hated working in that office. I certainly wasn't throwing the chairs around. I was probably throwing the chairs around because I had to found I found out I had to put Hogan over for the fifth time because nobody else would work with him. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't work with Rude. He wouldn't work with Vader. And then the same thing with Savage. I put him over five times. So they could have had that job anytime. All I was for Eric was the marquee name to take all the heat for all of Eric's decisions. That's all it was. That's Sullivan. That's Mike Graham. Again, that's Mike now. Greg Guy and you know, we sit there for hours. I'm just come in and say, well, it's kind of like when I retired at Halloween Havoc. I was supposed to have a year off at pay, right? 
one month after I lost to Hogan, they called me to come back. You tell me. It, it ain't fact, it's, it's history. You don't have to look it up. Remember I got dressed up like a girl in the crowd? Oh, yeah. To, to, to embarrassingly, to embarrassingly, embarrassingly watch Arn put over the Renegade in 13 fucking seconds. How humiliating was that for Arn? Yeah. All Eric did was humiliate us. Want me to give you 10,000 other examples? I can't wait for the roast. I can't believe he wants to roast me. <laughs> I got a lot of ammunition on that guy. And if Jerry Jarrett's there, I'll tell him. <laughs> that nickel dime promotion he ran, I wouldn't work for him because they didn't have money to pay me. <laughs> why Why would I go to, to Memphis for 500 bucks when I can make $2,000 in my hometown of Charlotte? <laughs> And by the way, Coco Beware thanks me every day for that match. So, and as far as Jerry Jarrett or Jeff Jarrett, me even being considered in the same possible scenario in terms of work rate, interviews, or who I am in the business, I don't even know those guys are in the top 100. Shit, maybe not even the top 200. Well, it's, uh, it's interesting that the more we talk about this, the more it becomes about Jim Crockett promotions and the CWA or the USWA. It's the Jarrett's and the Crockett. Hey, no, hey, hey, while well, we have David here, David, how much power did I have at WWE or WCW? Power? Yeah. You know, huh? Everybody had equal power. How you much, know, how, how much did I have control over creative? Not a lot, not, not a lot. I mean, in that we would ask you and ask everyone to participate in discussions about their matches. I mean, that's why we did so well, you know, that you, you, you remember, you remember the show where with Brian Pillman and me and Arn in Detroit, yes. right? With yep. Sting, yes. we turned it around the hottest angle, yeah. one of the hottest angles we ever shot. Yeah. The next day we go to Jacksonville, Florida. Sting beats both me and Arn. Walks back. A Bischoff walks back in the locker room. Stings back. Stings back. The angle lasted one day. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> because it was the best thing they had. Yeah. How about me? No, you're a, talking uh, WCW. I thought you were talking about Joe Crock. No, WCW. How oh, much so Forget it. I there is no, no say. You had no control. Thank Zero. you. Thank Zero. you. And you being, you, you being the executive producer, you would know. Zero. Yeah. yeah. Zero. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Not all. No. Jerry Jarrett. Jesus Christ. How old is Jerry? He's uh he's old enough to know that uh the best grilling happens on a rec tech. Uh this is the no, main no, no, how, how old is he really? I, I I really don't know off the top of my head, but I'll I'll tell you as soon as I get done telling you that there's a six year bumper bumper warranty with Rec Tech's new RT seven hundred. It comes with a 40 pound pellet hopper, 702 square inches of cooking space, the best PID Wi-Fi controller in the business. You can bake, sear, smoke, grill, even dehydrate on the grill, all with the push of a button. And that's why those in the know choose Rectech. They've got grills for every lifestyle and every budget starting at just 399 bucks. 
They've got a key focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility, and they eliminate the middleman. All their grills ship for free, and they offer factory direct pricing. I've had a pellet smoker before. It was not near the quality of Rectech. It's high-quality stainless steel and built to last a lifetime. Rectech really is an amazing company. You're talking wood pellet grills fueled by all-natural hardwood pellets. They got everything else you could ever need, too, like coolers, apparel, grill accessories, and more. So toss that tasteless gas grill to the side. Forget that messy charcoal grill or even that overhyped brand name grill and join an elite wood pellet grilling family. By focusing on flavor, convenience, and versatility, Rectech sets the new standard in grilling. Visit Rectech.com, that's R-E-C-T-E-Q, use the promo code NATUREBOY and get 5% off site-wide. That's 5% off their top-notch wood pellet grills, one-of-a-kind Rectech ice or coolers, their chef-tasted rubs and sauces, the accessories, the merchandise, literally everything, 5% off at rectech.com when you use the promo code NatureBoy. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. This is all uh, sort of coming to a head, man. And um, I don't know what I expected with today's episode, but it does feel like people are, uh, they're ready to see this main event this Sunday. Uh, you can get all the information you've been looking for at rickflareslastmatch.com. Before we go though, Rick, I do want to play one more clip and I can't believe that she has somehow inserted herself. I guess Jeff has rubbed off on her in more than one way. She's got some comments about Andrade. She says she doesn't know who the hell he was. Let's take a listen to Karen Jarrett here. Got to bring up Andrade. You've recently gone on record to say that he's not even a main event star. What's the deal with that? Are you not watching wrestling? I mean, have you not seen the guy? Okay. We've been to Mexico how many times? I mean, for 20 years for 20 yeah, years. Yes. I've got a 15 year old son in this house that watches wrestling. I didn't know who the hell he was. <laughs> and Jeff said, Charlotte's husband. It's Charlotte's husband. Oh, Charlotte. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> oh my god I mean, oh you think she's kidding there is zero, i mean like zero that is a hundred percent accurate whatever we all want to call it i hate to say that that's a shoot brother no that literally i, I kid you not codes is going mom you know andrade he used to be uh and karen huh 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 and then Coaster drops. Mom, you've seen it on Instagram. It's the guy who married. We can cut it right there. Rick, do you think everybody's going to know who Andrade is Sunday night? Do you think Karen Jarrett is going to find out the hard way who Andrade is Sunday night? Uh, I don't know if she'll find out the hard way, but I can guarantee you she'll be very impressed. And she'll know who he is after the end of Sunday night. <laughs> no doubt about it. It's uh, uh, it, 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 it's so absurd. This whole thing is so interesting. Like it, it kind of like if you work in Tennessee territory, you want to forget about the reality of the wrestling business. I mean, I don't remember ever seeing Jerry in St. Louis. I know Jeff was never there, which is the home of the NWA. I don't remember ever seeing him. I don't know who they wrestled. I don't really know who was down there. I'm, the most famous guy from Tennessee I know is Frank Morrell, the king of Kingsport. <laughs> yes, right. The, the king of Kingsport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Well, it's going to yeah, be. It's, it's no. sad. It's sad. Yeah. You know, if it weren't so sad, you could really laugh at it, but that they're sad. I mean. That's yeah, okay. Hey, uh, it's, it, all, it's, well, it all gets resolved. It all gets resolved one way or another. Yes, it does. Sunday it does. night, five days. This Woo! Sunday night, as you're listening to this, it's just a handful of days away. This Sunday night, the Von Erichs, that's right. Marshall and Ross Von Erich, Kevin Von Erich's son will be there to uh, take on the Briscoes who just main evented the ring of honor pay-per-view. Hey, can I tell you something? Yes, sir. I'd much rather be wrestling Jarrett and, 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 uh, Andrade and, uh, lethal than wrestling, uh, Kevin Von Erich again <laughs> for an hour <laughs> and the bare feet. You talk about them stiff feet, man. <laughs> Wait till I see Kevin Christ. He used to kill me. <laughs> it's going to be a stiff affair in Nashville. New Japan has got an incredible match coming our way. We've also got killer cross with Scarlett Bordeaux in his corner, taking on Harry Smith. We've got a three-way dance for the impact women's title. Rachel Ellering, her dad knows a thing or two about Jim Crockett promotions. She's going to be getting a title shot for the impact world title. Jordan grace and, uh, Deanna Perrazzo. That's, a, that's not Paul Ellering's daughter, is it? Yes, it is. Yes, yes That's it Paul is. Ellering's daughter. Yes. yes. Sir. Wow. Will Paul be there too? Uh, no, or Paul will not be there, but let me say this though. We got the son of the Von Ericks. We got the, the son of Davy boy Smith, the British bulldog. We got the son of, uh, or the daughter rather of Paul Ellering. But the thing that I'm maybe most hyped up about, and maybe it's my co-main event, if you will, people have talked about the forbidden door. I don't know what we'll call this, but Josh Alexander, the impact world champion, who a lot of people think is one of the best wrestlers in the world is going to be defending his impact title against the longest reigning MLW champion in history, Jacob Fatu. This should not happen. A title match between two different promotions. It's happening this Sunday night at Ric Flair's last match.com. Triple A just had triple mania. We talked about it a little while ago. Dave Meltzer, when it was over, said that was a match of the year candidate. It's essentially a rematch here Sunday night. Ray Phoenix, who a lot of people consider the best wrestler in the world, will be in there with Bandito, Laredo Kid, and Torres. They are going to steal the show. But Ric Flair has other plans in mind, but everybody's trying to steal the show, including a dream tag team rematch. That only happened one time before two of the best tag teams in the history of tag team wrestling are getting to bet together just to celebrate Ric Flair's last match. It's the American wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards taking on the motor city machine guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. This is something fans have wanted to see for a long, long time. It happened once 12 years ago in an indie show but this will be the biggest platform it's ever happened on. But then you want to talk about legacy. You want to talk about tradition. What about representing the rock and roll express Ricky Morton and his son, Kerry with Robert Gibson in their corner, taking on Brian Pillman jr. And Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson in their corner. This is the rock and roll express versus the horseman. David Crockett. This is like chicken noodle soup for a JCP fan. Is it not? Definitely is. It definitely is. I am so excited. Fans really. This is multi-generational. We get to see the very best in the world because all these different promotions of coming together for this event. They're coming together for a four-way dance too. Takeshita, who a lot of people think is going to be the next big thing, will be in there with Alan Angels, who was recently a part of AEW, but decided to carve out his own path. He impressed a lot of folks with Kenny Omega a few years ago, and he's looking to do it again here. But this time against Jonathan Gresham, who just was in the world title match for Ring of Honor, and Nick Wayne, who just had one of his first international tours, the next big thing in professional wrestling. And of course, we couldn't do this, Mr. Crockett, without the Bunkhouse Battle Royal, 
we've got the buckle, we've got the boot. I'll have them both in my possession in the office right now. I can't believe we're doing this, man, but a bunkhouse battle Royal, that's just hand in hand with JCP. Is it not? Mr. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. The bunkhouse. Can you imagine all those guys in the ring at once fighting to stay in there? The fans are going to be definitely entertained, exciting. Can't wait for it. And the main event, it's going to happen. I can't believe it. Karen Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett have inserted themselves into the main event. Once again, Jay lethal, who's, uh, been a long time friend of the show, but I guess he's got a personal issue now with Rick and it's all going to come to a head and who better to be by Rick's side than his other son-in-law Andrade. And if there's any doubt as to whether or not Andrade belongs in a main event or he's in the right spot, you're going to find out the hard way this Sunday night. It's Ric Flair's last match, Ric Flair's last match.com. The main event. What do you expect this, uh, this Sunday night, Rick? I expect my stepson to wear my hall of fame ring from 2012. Um, and, uh, sit in the front row and watch his favorite son-in-law do what he did best. Not probably at the same speed, but at certainly the same level of intensity and do what I do best. Nothing to be afraid of. Nothing I haven't faced. David and I have been in plane crashes. Dave was there when I had to pipe down my throat. What the hell? Let's get it. David, you're going to be there and at your, at your shoulder, your left shoulder will be Tony Schiavone, the voice of our childhood. It's one last run for the Crockett's Jim Crockett promotions. I can't believe it. It's this Sunday. I'm is so that, is that, is that minor league baseball? Those are actually going to call a match with Rick Flair in it again. Yes, he is. <laughs> Jesus. I crazy. can't wait to announce with Tony. It's going to be so much. The, the, the home of the Charlotte O's. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Thank That's God. Thank, thank God we got Tony and poor, poor, um, what was the Miller, Miller guy's name? Tom oh, Miller. Uh, yeah. Tom uh, Miller. Yeah. 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 Had to get rid of Tom Miller, man. Tom was a little bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, this Sunday, this Sunday, it's. And it's then, and then, uh, and then, uh, after all this takes place, here we something, go. Something that I've been able to say that I've done better than anybody else alive today. And yes, Jeff, I am a functioning alcoholic. I'm going to drink tonight. I'll work out tomorrow. I'm going to drink tomorrow night with Conrad. Work out Thursday, drink Thursday night, get roasted Friday, or work out Friday, get roasted, work out Saturday morning, uh, Saturday night drink again. I made the mistake in 2008 when I was wrestling Shawn Michaels. I'll never forget this. I was so nervous at WrestleMania in Orlando and Michael Hayes noticed that I wasn't drinking. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm not drinking. I'm so nervous about tomorrow. He said, Jesus Christ. He said, you've been drunk your whole life. And he's right. The, I've wrestled a lot of great matches, not even sleeping the night before. So <laughs> I'm not going to let myself get that. I do better after I drink a lot. <laughs> I thought you were going to promote where the party is. Oh, no. Well, we're not I, I, I don't need here. Don't say that, Rick. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not. 
But instead of being 18 to 28, you could be 28 to 45. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ric Flair's last match.com. Come join us. Be a part of the roast this Friday. Come see the Horseman Union on Saturday and on Sunday night. Come see what Rick does best. Better than anybody ever. Rick Flair's last match.com. We'll see you this week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Way to go, Rick. i guess you're pretty proud of yourself huh jeff you said we're doing a podcast we're gonna do a podcast not because i fucking want to do a podcast because i'm contractually obligated Why is this funny? Uh, we're going to do this podcast, Conrad, and I can assure you, I'm going to say some things today that you don't want to hear about your father-in-law because everybody glosses over the real Ric Flair. Everybody glosses over the nature boy. If you want to go right for the jugular, let's go. You're a fucking egomaniac who wants to make everything about you. You made sure you inserted yourself in the press conference of Ric Flair. Why the shit were you even there? Okay. Jeff, you think you know anybody at the mayor's office? Voila, Ric Flair Day. The mayor's office declared July 31st Ric Flair Day in the Music City. Hey, can you get a proclamation done? Yeah. Mayor's office, again, happy to. Hey, I don't feel good today. Jeff, can you sit up on the podium and do your job and mine? And it was supposed to be a, a, a day, really, to celebrate Rick. Wing! Legendary flavors! One thing about that press conference that was so typical of Rick, he knew that Conrad didn't do it. But yet, I never, I never got so much as, hey Jeff, thanks for your help. Because of his ego, candidly, because he legitimately thinks the world revolves around him. He doesn't realize how sick he is. He has zero clue how sick he is. His ego, it's truly at the core of his disease. He slided me at press conference and backstage, you heard him, he couldn't wait to get on stage to do that. Here's uh, two tickets for uh, Jeff and his dad, front row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drawing money in Nashville, here's two tickets for you and your old man. I'll teach you guys how to draw money. Are you kidding me, Conrad? This feel-good BS, Crockett, we're gonna end right, Rick, and oh. He got exactly what he deserved in that parking lot. In the last three or four or five days, the amount of questions that I've been asked about, just how did all this go down? But when Jay Lethal diplomatically asked Rick, is there a place on the card for me? And Rick said, you're an open match guy. That's disrespectful, and you know it. Could you put yourself in my Tell the guy that to his face? You do if you're an egomaniac like Flair. I just couldn't really believe that, that Jay, in a lot of ways, took matters into his own hands. And David Crockett yelling like a little girl. It caught me so off guard. Yeah! Somebody! Somebody! Hey! Get the hell off me! Hey! Get your hands off me! Are you kidding me? Karen, you could tell she was nervous. 
It just didn't have to happen that way. Jay Stop deserves this! He deserves this! Every second of it! I knew how he disrespected Lethal. Hell, I knew how he disrespected me for the last 30 years. But when Jay Lethal punched him in his intestines where his surgeries have been, you would think that he could drop his ego for just a minute and let me help him up. I said f off, Jared. Tired of you and your old man. When I got down and was face to face with Rick, he was helpless. And I said, Rick, please let me help you up. And what did he do? I'll just say that I knew that I had to do what I had to do. You literally stabbed my father-in-law in the head with a with a high heel shoe. And listen, there's magic in wrestling. No magic, son. What, what are you doing? What? There should have been police involvement. If Rick wasn't such an old head, you'd be behind bars. That's a f crime, Jeff. You know, Rick came up literally like a little crying bitch. it's a hard way it's a hard way yeah rick no shit. the biggest mistake you can make is to leave a man with spirit and heart breathing because you better believe he will rise up to come again even more motivated now than I was before. But as real as it fucking gets in life, to be able to wrestle with my son-in-law, who has helped me regain the confidence that I've had beat out of me. And Lethal and Jared, when you guys see this, you guys got nothing in common. You don't even know each other. This is fucking family. This is real. Feel it. And he's a bad motherfucker. And he's my son-in-law. I don't have words. I don't have words. Jesus. Seriously. Well, you realize that you've crossed the line now. Oh, and I'm glad that I did now. You know, you're double nickels. You ain't what you used to be. Oh. Andrade is going to go upside that head. Oh, God. That's. Listen, Andrade is a dime a dozen, my friend. Oh, really? If he ain't a curtain jerker, I don't know who is. Okay. If he wasn't married to who oh, he no. married to. I don't even want to hear that. I had never even heard of him until we married Charlotte. Can I tell you something? You know, one of the reasons I like Ashley marrying Manny, because he's a tough motherfucker. This is me really talking to my daughter. I said, Ashley, the guy will stand by your side. He will protect you. He's fearless. Raised in a tough neighborhood, a tough street, he's a man. But now, it's about family. I fight for my family. And now, I fight for the family flair. Andrade's a goddamn man, a man and a half. Lethal and Jeff Jarrett don't have any idea what they just been into. They have no idea. Gentlemen, please have a seat.
before we make this official, put pen to paper. Do you have any comments you want to make? Mr. Jarrett? Jay, Jay, I'll let you go first. Well, I just want to say that uh, I, I'm so torn right now inside. I'm hurt only because I know what's about to happen. I know what's ahead, and it's going to be the saddest day of my life, beating the sh my idol. Because you deserve it, okay? You really deserve it, and I'm having a hard time holding it. This is why I'm here. Yeah, keyword being your idol. He's here because he married your daughter. That doesn't make him a badass. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. oh this is why. I'll show you. I'll show you. What do you do? What do you do in the business? What, what do you I, do? What have I done? I beat that guy right there on pay-per-view. Yes. That's what I've done. He's the best. That makes me the man, right? Fighting through the pain. He just oh my God! You Jeff, you need to go ahead and say your comments, please. Rick, I stood on that platform at the press conference and meant every word that came out of my mouth. It was an honor, it's a prestige to even be associated with this event. Thank you. I feel the same way. The whole Rick. world has to revolve around you. You goddamn right it does. That's why you're here today. You, but why are you here today? You damn right. Guess you're what? damn right. They get a payoff. Guess what? Me equals a payoff. I know about a damn payoff, Rick. It's about finally doing what the entire wrestling world has wanted to do for years, and that is put you out of your misery. You know nothing about my. You about my life. Talking about life. people being here for a paycheck? You're what, 73 years old? That's the only damn reason you're here, because you ran out of Thank money. You. Oh no, you're wrong. Yeah, this is about- Let's go and finish it. This is about an in-ring career enough, that's enough, gonna come enough. to an end. Sign this. Rick, win, win, lose, or draw, this is it for you. And we're gonna find out just how much of the nature boy you still got in. Hmm. Yeah. All right, how do you do it? All right, hmm. Jeff, hmm. just sign, sign this, please. What are you looking at? He's a man. I want to make it official. A man. Maybe one day man. it'll work. Not man. anymore. Oh, really? Not anymore. Really? <laughs> I go get my shots every week. <laughs> you right? Thank you, Jim. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty you can read right. <laughs> he taught you how to wrestle again, didn't he? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess. I guess we did. But, uh, right. Couldn't teach him any okay. new tricks, though. Rick, now it is your turn. Put pen to paper, make it official. Do you have any comments? No, actually I don't. Richard M F A M O U S. It's comical. Is it really? It is. What's gonna be comical? When he and I beat either one of you, which we will, what will be comedy then? Do you actually think you can still go? I do. You <laughs> really do. I do. You think you can hang with me and Jay? Yeah. So they do. You don't think he's a crutch for you? That he's going to carry the load? I, and you I, carried the load a lot of years for a lot of guys, but do you think when it comes down and we hear ding, 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 and the match starts, you think you can carry your load? I'll make sure my presence is home. You won't be disappointed. Mm -hmm. 
I actually want to see. Yeah, you tell me. I you actually want to see. What? You were training me. What were you saying to me then? What were you saying to me then? Go ahead, read the text. Go ahead, read the text. Go ahead, read it. You're still the man, Rick. You're still the man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I said that to okay, you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, because uh, you're an egomaniac. Oh, that's really? Why. And I wanted to, I wanted to keep thank, getting those thank checks. Thank you very much. I wanted to keep it getting is, those checks. It is official. Please leave calmly. You should be Please. paying me to come over there. Yeah? <laughs> I put it on the map. Now, your last match will be the match that you regret the most out of your entire career. 16 time professional wrestling world champion and cultural icon, Ric Flair, will wrestle one last time. Is there anything else that you'd like to say, like maybe to Rick to wish him luck for the match? <laughs> Rick, I, from, from the Russian nightmare, to the ninja boy, Ric Flair. Hey, Rick, um, on a serious note, dude, I, I, I pray for you. For real, uh, I want you to know that, as as do many others. Uh, I wish you well in, in this final uh, match. Well, when I think of professional wrestling, I think of Ric Flair. Ric Flair is absolutely my favorite wrestler of all time. Tough, strong, smart, and puts on a great show. Rick, good luck. Uh, we had some good years together. I love you. Take care of yourself. Piss on the rest of them. Rick, I hope it goes well for you. I'll be pulling for you. And I hope to see you sometime in the future. But for now, so long for now. Hey, Rick, my husband is going to knock the shit out of you on Sunday. Champ, I love you, brother. I wish you all the luck in the world. And I pray you don't get hurt. You are the king of wrestling. I will always call you the champ. I hope to God this is the best thing you can do and it works out well in your favor. And God bless you and your family, brother. God bless you. Well, I guess I think about, I saw his first match, so I guess I might as well see his last match. We thought we could do this reunion or match event in a civil way. It's gotten totally out of hand. Rick got exactly what he deserved. Hey, get your hands off me! Oh, damn! Yeah, give me your suit! Yeah. Give me your suit! Yeah. Does this look like a full horseman right here? How's he look now? How's he look now? I love you, you son of a I love you! This is fucking family. This is real. you, Jeff Jarrett! He's an active alcoholic. You don't know nothing about my reason you're here because you ran out of money! The baddest Mexican alive today! This is about as real as a gets. With a tear in my eye, I'm gonna kick your ass. Woo! One man! One man! Forever! Man's gotta do what a man's gotta do.
Jim Crockett Promotions presents Ric Flair's Last Match, July 31st at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. StarCast Weekend in Nashville, bringing wrestling companies together for one of the most unique cards ever assembled. Main evented by Ric Flair's Last Match. Tickets are on sale right now at rickflairslastmatch.com. And you can catch the show live streaming on pay-per-view and Fight TV for only $34.99. Ric Flair's Last Match. Walk in that aisle one more time for the last time. Rick, do you have anything to say to expensive car repair? They don't stand a chance against the money-saving roadside assistant, car shield, and slick rig. They better learn their ABCs, because we're always bringing car shield. Woo! Woo! The roads to Rick Flair, you can't reach the nature boy. What are they going to say? I am... Woo! The man! Okay? You say what you want to say. Just remember, at the end of the night, when all is said and done, I get to talk about you. Woo! The roaster Ric Flair! Woo! Look at his old ass. Here, look.